0: together hallelujah all right so tonight um, we continue our talk on faith praise the lord we excel in life by faith and so um for the next few meetings it may be a lengthy period of time but for some meetings to come we'll be talking about faith we really will be talking about faith and um, there's a lot of material. There really is a lot of material that I will want to share with us by the grace of God. Um, so I'll be taking in little bits and pieces. And I want to encourage you to please be present, um, pay attention, take notes. Now, I will do my best to be done with today's session in about 30 minutes. Because the way I want us to run at least every now and then, is to give room for some questions. Um, now those questions don't necessarily have to be taken tonight, uh, or in that particular meeting. We can always just document them and prepare for them in the next sessions. But it's meant to really be a participatory time. And the goal is, um, real growth. Praise God. Uh, faith is something that is foundational. In fact, it's so foundational that Christianity is called the faith. Hallelujah. So you can't talk about being a Christian, not understanding faith. Christianity is the faith. Doing well in Christianity is about doing well in faith. So we're going to simplify things. There's a lot of scripture that we're going to look at. And I want you to be able to take note of them. Over the period of time that we'll go through these studies by the grace of God, uh, my heart desire isn't only that your faith will grow and you'll be able to do more and improve in faith, but also that you should be able to defend your faith and also help other people along their faith journey. Hallelujah. So tonight I want to talk about faith taking sides with the Lord. Now, essentially, Over the years, as I have studied the Word of God, as I've read books, I've come across so many definitions, explanations to faith. And I think in recent times, the one that I have come to learn from Scripture by studying, that I think is simplest. Excuse me. Very simple. And I really want you to just take note of. You know, we have a lot of definitions of faith. Um, we, we talk about Hebrews chapter eleven, verse one now faith let 's do it together now faith is the substance the all right, good that 's a definition of faith. We have all sorts of definitions of faith i I learned from studying the scriptures that faith could also be defined as living by the persuasions of of things which, even though are invisible, yet certainly do exist, and all that praise God. Some months back, uh, there was another explanation, definition of faith that we called loyalty and obedience to Jesus at all costs, praise God. Now a similar one, that is simple, honestly, and ever since I began to think of faith in this particular way, it really has helped me. It's clarified a lot of issues. It's a working and a workable definition, praise God. And that is what I said. What is faith? Faith is taking sides with the Lord in everything insistently. Now, the other parts are not really too important. That is just to qualify it. But essentially, faith is taking sides with the Lord. Hallelujah. you get that? Taking sides with the Lord. It suppose, or rather it, it presupposes that there are multiple sides to take in life. Hallelujah. There are multiple sides to take in life. But faith is, irrespective of the multiple sides there are to take in life, you take sides alone. Hallelujah. Do you get that? That's simple. You can take sides with him, with him, with him, with him, with her. But, in this situation, and indeed, in all situations, what do you do? Take sides with the Lord. You line up behind the Lord. You take sides with the Lord. Hallelujah. Taking sides with the Lord. If you understand that, then you can apply it in different areas of life. For instance, let's talk about health. There are situations, there are fears, there are concerns, there are things that are happening The people's health. Stories you've heard about people's health. All sorts of things. Many of them quite very scary. But then, faith concerning your health will be to take sides with the Lord as regards what he says your health. Praise God. That simple? Very simple. Now, however, for you to be able to take side with the Lord, it means you must first of all know The Lord's position on an issue. That is the beginning of the challenge. Faith is taking side with the Lord, but before you can take side with the Lord, you must know the Lord's position on an issue. Hallelujah. Now, as we are going on, please, if you have any area you want us to elucidate on, where you want to ask a question, you know that's why I said. I'll try as much as possible to finish in about 30 minutes so that we can pick on some of those things. It's a simple teaching. to you know. So faith is taking sides with the Lord. I'm on the Lord's side. I line up with what the Lord has said. But for me to be able to take sides with the Lord, I must know the Lord's position on an issue. Hallelujah. Now, the Lord's position on any issue is why we have the scriptures. The scriptures are there to show us what the Lord's position is on any and every issue. Now, I want to use a few portions of scripture to just give you a feel, a scriptural feel of what it means in certain contexts to take sides with the Lord. So we're going to look at maybe four or five portions of scripture. The first one's Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter number 11. I love this so much. It talks about Moses. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 11. And we're going to read from verse 23, 24, 24 actually down to 26. Remember what we're talking about is we're taking sides with the Lord. Hallelujah. Anytime and every time you take side with the Lord, you're in faith. Anytime and any time, every time and any time, Irrespective of what you say you are doing, if you're not on the Lord's side, you're not in faith. Praise God. You have to be on the side of the Lord. You have to be lined up behind the Lord's opinion on any issue for you to say it's faith. And if you don't know the Lord's position on an issue, you can't talk about faith. This is why Kenneth Hagin says, he says, faith begins where the will of the Lord is known. Hallelujah. That's where it starts. The will of the Lord, which is the position of the Lord on an issue, must be known. It is only when you know where the Lord stands on an issue that you can take his side by the Lord. Now, for instance, Hebrews chapter 11, reading from verse number 24, talking about Moses. It says, by faith, when he became of age refused to be called son the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Now, it means there was a side on which he could have stayed. He could have stayed on the side of Pharaoh and Pharaoh's family. But the Bible says he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather. In other words, the alternative is what he chose. You get that? He took sides with the alternative. He says, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God. Than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. Now look at verse number 26. It says, esteeming the reproaches of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. For he looked to the reward. Taking sides with the Lord. You see, one of the reasons why I'm grateful to the Lord that He's given us this perspective towards faith is because faith has being presented as being a difficult thing, as something esoteric, faith many times is viewed as something mystical or mysterious, um, something that is strange happening somewhere, moving you to do something that you ordinary would not have done. But truth be told, if you look into scripture, the simple truth is this: faith is about. Seeing what the Lord, where the Lord stands on an issue and taking his side with him. It's that simple. Hallelujah. Now that also means that you must understand this, that faith is not just about a thing we do. Faith is the totality of what we do with our lives. Praise God. The totality of what we do with our lives. So if you're not taking the Lord's side on daily issues of life, it's going to be very hard when you need a particular, should I say, breakthrough for you to now try to take the Lord's side on those issues. So it goes beyond what we do. You know, when we are much younger, at least I know when I was much younger and they were teaching me faith, they told me faith is the check leaf with which we make withdrawals from God's account. How many of you heard something like that? Faith faith is so much more than that. That's not the fact. That's, That's a very wrong expression of faith. Faith is not what we use to get things from God. Faith is how we walk with God. Hallelujah. In fact, if you look through scripture, you will discover that many more people succeeded at walking with God through faith than getting things with God through faith. Hallelujah. It's actually more about your walk with God than getting things from God. The truth of the matter is that more often than not, as you see in scripture, if you get your walk right, you will get your supplies right. And faith determines the course of your life. If you read the book of Hebrews 11, you know, The book of hebrews chapter 11 you discover that most people for most of those heroes of faith faith was the factor that determined the course of their lives it wasn't about getting things it was the course of their lives now abraham for instance you could say by faith got his child you get but what you need to understand about isaac that is that isaac was not just a child the birth of isaac was not the birth of a child that was they were looking for The birth of Isaac was the birth of a divine agenda. Isaac was more than a child. Isaac was an agenda. Praise God. And that set the course for so many more things. It's not about what we want, what we want to get from God. It's about succeeding at your walk with God. Praise the Lord. Are you with me? It's a genuine faith. You see, I see people at times who... For the great part of their lives, they don't care about what God thinks or what God does not think. But when they need something, they want to switch faith. They want to get things from God by faith. It doesn't really work that way. Of course, God is merciful. Of course, God is merciful. And many times we see things happen for people. Perfect, excellent. That's God. He has mercy on whom he will have mercy. He has compassion on whom he will have compassion. As a matter of fact, the Bible says he sends the rain both on the righteous and on the unrighteous. But for you, as a child of God, you've gone far past that stage. Praise the Lord. If you read that Hebrews chapter 11, I left something out. In verse 23, the Bible talks about the midwives who saw Moses. The Bible says, through faith, they hid the child. Hallelujah. In verse 24, he says, when he became of age, he refused. What am I saying? There's a stage in your spiritual walk, in your spiritual walk, where somebody else's faith will cover you. There's a stage in your life where it is somebody somebody else's faith is what can save you. Like the faith of those midwives was what saved Moses at that point in time. But later on, when he came of age, look at what the Bible says. He says, "When he became of age, you have become of age." Praise the Lord. And becoming of age means that you have to learn by yourself. How to walk by faith. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Now let's look at another one. Hebrews still. And let's read from verse 11. Now we're talking about Sarah. Hebrews chapter 11 verses 11 to 12. It says, By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed. And she bore a child when she was past the age. Because what? She judged him faithful who had promised. In other words, her judgment was in the favor of the Lord. Hallelujah. That's faith. When your judgments are in the favor of the Lord, that's faith. It says, therefore, from one man, him as good as death, were born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude, innumerable at the sound of the seashore. Romans chapter 4. Now, this is Abraham's story. I love this one so much. It's such a beautiful testimony of faith. Romans chapter 4, reading from verse number 17. Romans chapter 4 from verse number 17. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. That's where the Lord stands. That's the position of the Lord concerning the life of Abraham. Praise the Lord. Are you with me? Do you understand? So the Lord's position has been made clear. that As, as regards Abraham, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed. God who gives life to the dead, Calls those things which do not exist as though they did, who contrary to hope, in hope believed. Alright? Now, if you look at that construction, contrary to hope, in hope believed. Contrary to hope, in hope believed. In that statement, you will see him taking the side of the Lord. Contrary to hope, what was the first hope? The expectation of his natural situation. Hallelujah. At his age, at the age of his wife, knowing biology, knowing physiology, knowing medical science, we know that there was no expectation. The expectation was very slim. But then there was a second hope, which is the hope that comes from what the Lord has said. Now he says, contrary to the first hope, which was hopelessness, he believed in hope, which is the hope that the Lord gave. That's faith. Faith is pitching behind the hope the Lord gives, even when natural hope is hopeless. Do you get that? Substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. When you line up behind what God has said, as against what the circumstances and the situations tell you are going to happen, that is an expression of faith, taking sides with the Lord. It is so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken so shall your descendants be. And look at this, verse 19 says, and not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body. Praise God. That again is taking the side of the Lord. Listen, when you begin to consider your own things, you're lined up on another side. Praise God. When you assess your life and your future by your own thing, Your own body, your own intellect, your own background, your own support system, your own possibilities, your own capacities. You cannot be in faith when you are building life on your own. Your own things. Can I say that again? You cannot be in faith when you're building life on your own things. When your considerations, when your considerations are the things of your own, your background. Your pedigree, your family support, uh, where you came from, your own things, you cannot build faith on your own things. hallelujah. For it to be faith, it has to be you taking the side, whether uh, positive and positively so, taking sides with what the Lord has said. He said he did not consider his own body already dead, since he was about a hundred years old. The deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not consider that. Praise God. But you'll find that when you are in faith, that is one of the things you find yourself doing. You're walking in victory over the things that are the failed expectations of life. He says he did not consider those things. The deadness of Sarah's womb. Verse number 20. He says he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. That word waver in the King James is staga diacrino. It means you are here now and you are there now. Hallelujah. Nobody wins anything by jumping from one side to the other. Hallelujah. You don't. You don't get healed by saying today I am healed, tomorrow I am sick. Amen. So the Bible says he was, he was not, not being weak in faith. He did not stagger. At the promise of God through unbelief. He did not stagger that. he was not halting between two opinions. He was not confused about what the outcomes will be. He was not confused about what was happening. He did not run to and fro. He did not go here and then go there. He did not say, I'm fine, but then I'm not fine. He did not quote and declare what the word of God said. And then go back to declare what he was feeling or the difficulty he was having. Hallelujah. Do you understand that? The Bible says, not being weak in faith, he did not stagger the promise of God through unbelief. What did he do rather? The Bible says, but he was strong in faith. But being strengthened or strong in faith, he kept giving glory to God. The focus of his words was glory to God. Hallelujah. He kept giving glory to God. He kept giving glory to God. And what does it mean to give glory to God? It is to testify that God is the reason why things are turning out well. It is to quote, to recite. It is to make confession of the things that the Lord has said about the situation and circumstance. Hallelujah. Again, please remember what we're saying is faith faith is taking sides with the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's look at Luke chapter number 5. You know the story very well. Peter and Co had fished all night and caught nothing. They caught nothing. Praise the Lord Jesus. They caught nothing. Amen. They caught nothing. And then Jesus was preaching and Jesus used their boat as a pulpit to preach. And after Jesus finished preaching, Jesus said, send your boat, cast your boat out into the sea, and send out your nets for a catch. Praise God. And Peter said, Lord, we have labored. We've done exactly that all night. That's an option. He could have lined up behind that reality. He could have taken the side of his experience. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He could have taken the side of his experience when the Lord was speaking. He could have taken the side. He could have taken sides with his experience. Taken sides with his experience. But thanks be to God, he knew better. He said, we've toiled all night and we've caught nothing. Then he goes on to say, nevertheless, at thy word. So he takes the side of the law. Praise the Lord. That's faith. Taken the side of the law. You also remember Matthew 14. We talked about this on Sunday, right? In that storm. And Jesus said, come. He could have taken the side of what he was seeing to say, Lord, in this storm. Lord, look at the raging storm. Look at how high the waves are. The winds are very boisterous. How is it possible that I will come? He could have lined up behind that. Just like at times, we could line up behind what we know about what's happening in the economy. And because of that, not go ahead to do what God is asking us to do. So he said, but he said, no. He stepped out and he took sides with the Lord because the Lord has said, come. The message simply to us here is, seek out the position of the Lord in every situation and every circumstance and take sides with the Lord. The next one we want to look at as an example is in Luke chapter 1, talking about Mary. You remember Mary? When the angel appeared to Mary and told her that she will give birth to the Lord. And she said, how can these things be, seeing that I know no man? That is a side she could line up with. But when the angel explained everything to her, what did she say? She said, behold thy maidservant, be it unto me according to thy word. She lined up behind what the Lord has said. Praise the Lord. Brothers and sisters, we must simply settle it in your heart. That the life we've been called to live is the one that always takes side with the Lord. Like I will always be quick to say, it means that you first of all must know the position of the Lord on situations and matters. You have to know the position of the Lord. What he says, he takes sides with him. Hallelujah. I wrote down a few thoughts here that I want to just read to you. If you're able to capture them, all well and fine. The challenge to faith of many Christians stems from the large amount of information gathered over the years. What that means is that many Christians have challenges to their faith. The reason why they're great challenges to faith is because they have over the years gathered a lot of information. Information that convinced them that the thing, that things can be different from what God says they are. Hallelujah. You get that? When we look at so many things we've learned over the years, so many things we've seen, from our own personal experience and the experience of other people, we have and we need to be sincere with ourselves. We have ample evidence to prove that things can be different from what the Lord says they are. Hallelujah. That's the fact. They have become ultra-educated in opposition to the revelations of God. Where every time God speaks. They have an explanation that stands contrary to what the Lord has said. And they're not just speaking from out of the blues. They're speaking from the things they have seen. Like Peter said, we have toiled all night. His experience had formed the basis of his knowledge and his expectations. Glory be to God that he knew it was Jesus who was talking to him. So he says, nevertheless, at your word. But many times, the challenge to our faith is what we have known over the years. So, they have become too enlightened, too exposed, too experienced, and too learned for faith. Hallelujah. That's the simple fact. Too experienced for faith. Too educated for faith. Uh, By that, I'm not saying because they're educated, they say I will not walk in faith. No. I'm saying even when they say they want to walk in faith, the education and the information they have vehemently against their faith. Praise God. And it's a real challenge. God will help us over it. They are too wise. To take sides with God. Seeing they have they have proven alternative pathways at arriving at their perceived best results. Many times they have been schooled to perfection in unbelief. And the truth of the matter is that except we're intentional about taking care of our faith. The processes we go through are schooling in unbelief. Hallelujah. Does somebody understand what I just said? You have to be intentional. Very, very intentional about your faith. Because whether you realize it or not, everything you hear when you wake up, the people you meet, the experiences you have on the street are educational educational processes in unbelief. There are trainings and unbelief. Everything you meet. The person who shouted at you without due cause is evidence to you that people are not nice. The person who said they will help you but they did not help you is proof to you again that there's something wrong with your life. So, School, even school, even school you go to. Even school you go to. For instance, let me give an example. In my own training as a medical doctor, if you're not careful, you cannot believe. You can't believe except you're intentional about taking sides with the Lord on matters. Hallelujah. Because by evidence, not just in these contemporary times, But from time immemorial, evidence has been built up in their very large quantities to tell you that certain things lead only to certain outcome. Hallelujah. Part of it is what we're talking about. How did Abraham arrive? How did the people arrive, ordinary, that at the age of 100 years, that it was not possible for him to have a child? Evidence. Schooling, studying, observation. What we have observed over the years is that with this kind of situation, this is what happens. And the fact of the matter is, except for the fact that it is the Lord who is speaking to you, they are correct. You remember when the prophets told them in Samaria, by this time tomorrow, there will be an abundance of food? And then this minister of economics, or is it CBN? Came and said, even if the windows of heaven were opened, what he's saying is not possible. Now, do you know that what he said is accurate? From studies, after how many years of famine? Overnight, famine of three years does not become abundance. Do you understand what I'm saying? This guy had his facts. This guy had his studies. This guy had evidence. I'm sure he had books to prove it. He had lived many years. He was a well-trained and schooled economist. He understood the principles of economics. He was correct. The only problem is that it was God who spoke. Hallelujah. And that's why it's important for you and I to make sure all the time Be on the Lord's side. Any side other than the Lord's side is a dangerous side. They always lose. Except they're not pitched against the Lord. But if it's a side that is pitched against the Lord, it will lose. And the good news for you to understand here is you don't need to try and muster faith to be on the Lord's side. Choose to be on the Lord's side and you're in faith. That's, that's what we're saying. And it's as simple as saying, Lord, in the face of all these situations, I take your side. Hallelujah. Now there are three major ways in which you should take the Lord's side. It's about the time I said I was going to stop. The three major ways by which you should take the Lord's side. Take the Lord's side in your thinking, your opinion, your thoughts. Hallelujah. Take the Lord's side. Take sides with the Lord in your thinking. Watch yourself prayerfully to to see to it that you don't catch yourself thinking contrary to what the Lord has said to you. Number two is take sides with the Lord in the things you are saying. Hallelujah. You know, we used to say something about confession. Say it that it will be so. No. In truth, we don't confess things so that they will be so. We confess them because they are so. Praise God. That's what faith is. Why are you saying it? You're saying it because it's the truth. You get This is the truth that the Lord has presented to me. This is the truth that the Lord has given me. And that's why I'm saying it. You may not look like it. You may not feel like it. But the Lord has told me that he has delivered me from sickness and disease. He has told me that he will not allow any of the diseases that was upon the Israelites to rest upon me. He has told me. All right? Now, I'm feeling pain in my body. I'm not going to line up behind the pain. Hallelujah. Do you get what I'm saying? So, as a medical doctor... For instance, there are certain pains that I feel in certain parts of my body that ordinarily differentials begin to run into my mind. This is diagnosis. This is likely what it's meant to be. No, I'm taking sides against the Lord. Do you get that? So you take sides with the Lord. And how do you take sides? You think that the Bible says he himself took my infirmities, carried my sicknesses. And the Bible says... That he himself, by his stripes, I am healed. And you think that way. You think it's that way. You think it's that way. One of the ways you think it is by saying it. You see, thinking is at a level, but saying is a higher level. Praise God. Have you noticed that you cannot be thinking and saying something different at the same time? For you to say a thing, The mind must be willing and available to say it. Hallelujah. Did you get what I said? That is how you take charge of your thinking. When you discover that your your, your thinking is getting difficult, put it in your mouth. This is why the Bible says, this book of the law shall not depart from out of your mouth. Out of thy mouth. It shall not depart from out of thy mouth. But you will meditate in it day and night. What do you meditate with? Your mouth, your mutter. The word meditation, Haga is mutter. You say it under your breath. The Lord is my life and my salvation. The Lord is the strength of my life. Hallelujah. There's power in thinking it, but there's greater power in saying it. All right greater power. And what you're doing is what you're keeping yourself on the side of the Lord. Don't let the devil oppress you. Don't let information, uh, what do you call it, oppress you in your mind. Use your mouth to keep yourself on the side of the Lord. The third thing you do is take definite action in line with it. Take action. So number one is you think it. Number two is you say it. Number three is you do it. You do it. Praise God! You do it. You practicalize it. You dramatize it. Amen. You dramatize it. You're a living word pra- practitioner. You're a living word dramatist. You dramatize it, dramatize it. Now, so if you're feeling sick in your body, but you have agreed in your mind that the position of the Lord is that you're free from sickness and disease, you set your mind on that. You put your thoughts, uh, your your words to that then don't lie down and say, ha ah, ah. no, 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 get up. Get up, get up. Lose your anxiety, lose your fear. Get up and act You Glory to God. Amen? Don't lie on your bed and send message to your HOD and say, more uh, strong, more strong, more strong, more strong. If you are strong, you should be up on your feet. Hallelujah. If you're doing that, you have it all muddled up. You have it all muddled up. And it affects faith. It affects faith. It means somewhere in your thinking, you're thinking wrong. But you're trying to say the right thing because they say none of us shall say I'm sick. But that's not the way to go. The reason why you say I'm not sick is because you believe in your heart that you are healed. And then you go ahead and you act on it. Hallelujah. So they know too much to let an invisible God dictate their journey. And the timings therein. Some people, you know, that's, that's, it's not just some people. Except you intentionally choose the life of faith. That's the way you're going to be. You will know too much by default. You won't even know that you're resisting the counsels of God. It's by the nature of the things we learn. It's by the nature of the things we learn. Praise God. Glory to God. Okay, I'm going to stop here for today. Praise the Lord. I hope you gained something. Now, are there any questions? Anything, any area you want us to elucidate on? It may not be exactly now. Anybody? If there are no questions, it's actually giving the opportunity to push in a little more material. Okay, Brother Inka has a question for us. You want, okay, please. Good evening, sir.
1: Talking about, uh, you know, what God has said. So I think uh, I want us to address that part of talking about your feelings. And then I don't know if they are intertwined. The part of uh, people talking about faith does not deny facts. So, uh, uh, I want clarification. Okay.
0: So thank you very much. Now the first thing is this, truth be told, right? Only you and God know your faith. We could have some evidence that suggests to us that you're in faith. All right. But at times, you see, for instance, a person who says um, in his heart, if it's settled in his heart, that the Lord says I'm healed, so I'm healed, right? And says, I'm actually feeling pain here. I'm just feeling pain here. It's different from somebody who in his heart has not settled it that he's healed. That's why at times you, it's, it's not always um, easy or correct to come to a conclusion about the state of what people are doing many things are of the heart faith is of the heart foundationally all right so indeed you check yourself and that's the point you check yourself and know for yourself that even though i'm talking about oh i stopped my toe against a stone and it's painful nevertheless i know that it is healed you get it? so if that's the case no problem that person must know what he is doing Praise God. You must know what you are doing. Praise the Lord. You get what I'm saying? You must know what you are doing and in your heart of hearts, you must know that you are taking sides with what the Lord has said even though you feel pain. Alright? Now, one of the ways by which you know that for sure is what is the inference you are drawing from that pain. Alright? If For instance, a person says, ah, this pain, ah, this pain, this pain, this pain, this pain. Already, you know that person has challenge. You get? Many times in my own life, you get, I feel pain in my body, right? That nobody knows. You get? Nobody knows. I just say, thank you, Lord. I am healed by his stripes. I am healed. I'm healed. You know? I don't just say things like, I mean, I say things like, not under the lordship of Jesus Christ. You know? Uh, there, it doesn't have to be a direct quote verbatim from the scriptures about an issue. It's about your knowledge of the truth that is provided for you in Christ Jesus. Are you clear on that? So, um, people will function differently at different times based on that. The second thing was about facts and what? Facts and faith and facts. Fact is simply physical evidence of something. Alright? Again, it's a choice. Do you get again? It's a choice. If your faith, if you have faith to the point where what you see as a fact, you believe you have it's sorted out. Do you get? But your faith is always, you know, faith is predicated on the truth in Christ Jesus. Facts are the things that are experiences, the knowledge we have, and stuff like that. If a man has faith in truth all right greater and he knows that is greater than the facts of his life it's up to him you get it usually is not right again to tell people you see when it comes to the issues of faith relating with God it usually is not a safe thing to try to make a diagnosis of where a person is standing with respect to God and his situation you don't know what God and I have resolved, what we're working at. So for you to just come and say you can't deny the fact that person actually, I could tell you the truth, could be oblivious of what you call facts, because as far as is concerned, they are settled issues. Again, so I think the key here is always remembering that when it comes to people's walk of faith, the best you can do to help people is supply the truth of the word of God and stand by them along their journey. If they get to a point where they feel the facts of their lives are overweighing their faith, be there to help them. You get Be there to help them. But it is a crime for you for any reason to weaken somebody's faith by saying, look at the fact. You are denying the fact. You are denying the fact. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? I'm denying what fact, what is a fact to you by my faith may not be a fact to me. You get, you're looking at my life, you're saying, you think I'm in trouble because of the things you see in my life. I see victory by reason of my communications with God. Do you understand? So that's where these things, we have to be a bit cautious about them. All right. There may be some situations where indeed, People have to take certain steps and you feel it's necessary, it's wise for this person to take these steps based on what is happening in the person's life. There's a way to also present that. But at times we get, we become like busybodies, we become like everybody's supervisor when we want them to do something about the facts of their lives when it really isn't our issue to handle. All right? Any other question? Any other thing? Okay. Brother Ayo.
1: Thank you very much for the teaching, sir, and for this opportunity. I, I don't know if I have the right words to actually put this question together, but, um, there's this thing that goes on in my head. Um, when you're trusting God for a thing, I mean, you're in faith because the word of God makes provision for that. Okay. So you're standing in faith concerning a thing, but, um, you, also, understanding that my walk with God is not whether um, it's not about whether or not I get this thing that I am trusting God for or standing in faith for, um, there is this tendency to not know where I really, really am standing because I know I'm in faith concerning this thing, but also I am settled in my heart that whether or not I get it, I am okay with God. I am fine, but I am also knowing that I am standing in faith. So at times it, it seems like, are you really, really standing in faith? Because you've already thought and settled it in your heart that whether or not it comes, I am fine. But I trust you that it will come. So can we define that as faith? And All right. Uh, in any case, you're the one who said you're
0: standing in faith. And if you say you're standing in faith, then you're st- I assume you're standing in faith. But you see, what you're talking about could relate to issues that are issues of consecration. I want this. But even if it doesn't happen, I'm fine with you. Do you get And that is exactly what Jesus said when he said, let this cup pass over me. But not my will. Your will be done. All right? Now, however, there are certain things that definitely you know, it's the Lord's will for you. So you stand on that and you say, Lord, I know it's your will. I'm with you on this. And that's that. You get? It? So if, if in spite of that, you still want to say, but Lord, you know, I am, I, I just trust you that you always have my best interest at heart. All right. That comes back to consecration again. You get that? So there's a place for it. There's a place for it, but you must for instance, when it comes to where we usually say those things should not apply are places like when it comes to your healing and stuff like that. All right? It's not good you because the Lord wants you healthy. He has provided for our health. So you stand in that. It cannot be that the Lord does not want you healthy. You know? Have you had a fever in recent times? Any time in the past six months? No. All right, good. Those, as little as a fever, a headache, can mess your day up completely. They are not good things. They are not good things at all. And I can show you that the Lord does not have it in his will at all for you. At all. They are not good things at all. Alright? And he has paid for it. He has provided for it. He is the one who says that by his stripes you are being healed. Alright? But... Some things arise at times where you just like a thing and you feel, ah, I'd like to have this thing, right? And then after a while, if you, the Lord, you know, that just shows you that it's something on which you're not too sure if it is a cogent
1: issue, all right? Okay, any other questions? Yes, please. Okay, Um. in honoring people that actually love and care for you, Sometimes it is, um, the matters of faith becomes a debate because these people love you. They are, they really honestly, sincerely just love you. And, um, probably there are challenges, um, health challenges, for example. And they're like, this is, this is what you should do. I mean, go get a checkup. Start taking drugs, do this and do that. They are just saying it totally out of concern. They love you. They honestly do. And, um, in trying to, um, make them understand that, listen, I'm standing in faith concerning this. They start giving you examples of people that stood in faith and they, they, they end it with sentences like, um, don't be the foolish Christian. <laughs> that when you get to heaven, the Lord will give you a knock on the head and say, why did you co- come so early <laughs> when I already made provision of drugs and all that? So where do we stand in in, in that? How do we marry our faith and uh, people that honestly care for us and want us to?
0: Well, it's not just, um okay, yeah, faith and all these people, right? The simple thing is this. There's nothing you can talk to the Lord about. If you have that conflict arising, talk to the Lord about it ask him to help you negotiate this issue because it's true on one side it's it's like people who are sure God wants them to do something but their family members stand against and say no 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 what do you do pray at times there's no magnitude of explanation that you want to present that brings them to a place of agreement so you pray You tell the Lord, Lord, you know this is where I stand. The reason why I'm behaving this way is because I know, I know that you have my back. I know that this is something that you have sorted out for me. And I know that it may be a question of time, but there will be the manifestation of this thing. But here is this person who loves me so much and they really are concerned about me. Lord, would you please reach out to them? Show me what to do in this situation. Give me words to speak. Or better, spiel, better still, minister to their hearts. Let them also come to understand what is happening here. Let them understand that I will not lose. I cannot lose by standing in faith on your word. I can't lose. Let them see it. Yet? I think that's the best thing to do. Right? Because you, for as long as they are seeing those things about you, and they really love you. They will speak. They will be concerned. You okay? So um talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. And the same for any, any decision you have to make. You want to get married to somebody you believe from the depth of your heart. But they say the person is from Ikiti. And so you can't marry this person from Ikiti. Sorry for Ikiti people. Hallelujah. Sorry. Why did, okay, sorry. Why Ikiti now? Who is it? Oh, sorry. Okay, the person from Cambodia, you know? I'm sure you want to marry from Cambodia. Alright? But you're sure, you're sure this is, this is the mind of the Lord for me. You get, you reach out to God and say, Lord, I'm convinced that you spoke to me about this. Would you please speak to them on my behalf? Right? Okay, Titi has something quickly before we close. Okay, two people quickly. Let's take, let's take her and then we we'll take her. Let's just take those two and then we're done.
2: Thank you so much, sir. Yeah. On the aspect of being grown up in the faith. Grown up. For, for the people that fall into the category of being um, challenged to faith, that is based on their education, their um, um, experiences, can our faith s- save them? Like, oh. those people, they are actually grown up, but in the faith aspect, they are not grown up. Can my faith save my mother? Who holds on to experiences? Well, what,
0: what makes a person grown up? What makes a person grown up is what they've been exposed to. Do you get? So, for instance, if you have an older person, uh, but they're babies. You know, the truth of the matter is that many of the people who are older than us are actually babies in the spirit compared to many of you. Do you get? So, in that case, yes. Especially if this. It's somebody who is real close to you. You can. You can. Alright? There is no impossibility there. If you believe all things are possible for him that believes, yes, that can happen. But one of the things you could also do, which is what we should be doing actually, is supply them with the material you are consuming. From Bible. Not necessarily from, this is what our pastor said. Forget about, you see, people don't receive things because your pastor showed them from the word of God. Send it to them. This is what the Bible says. And over time, you get you begin to plant seeds in their hearts. I thought the question you were going to ask is that, what can we do about our own faith? The part I'm, I'm meant to go to next is, it talks about the qualif- qualifications of faith. You know where Jesus talked about people having no faith at all? Jesus talked about people with little faith. Jesus talked about people with great faith and so on and so forth. There is something to do to move your faith to another level. And even those people you're talking about, there are things we can do to help them if they will only receive by the grace of God. Are you clear on that? Yes, thank Very you, Good, sir. Yeah. good evening.
2: I just wanted to, in a way, testify with the answer you gave to Bro Ayo with respect to people wanting you to do things, but you know God wants you to. Take me, for example. I have many cases in my life, but two major cases in my life where God has come through for me in that aspect. 2018, when I was going to serve, I was posted to Gombe. My parents didn't want me to go. They really fought me. And many people advised me, okay, and um, present a fake medical report and everything. I'm like, that's not the kind of person I am. I don't know how to do that. I won't. I don't think I fought them, although there was a little ish, but then I talked to God about it. Today my mom was like, oh ne shekini. Oh fine family shekini. The next day she was that she was the one that who came to meet me and said, Since that's what you want to do, no problem. Even at the park she was been greeting my baby, my baby, hey, take care of yourself. I'm like, this kind of switch. Was <laughs> I just knew it was God. I just knew it was God. So God really comes through for people in that aspect. Last year, I told my mom that I wanted to resign from my job. Then she had a lot of concerns. She was like, so where will you be getting money? How will you pay your sister's office? How will you shake How will you shake Everything I was saying, was, I don't know. And I really didn't know. But I just know that God was leading me. And I was like, God, we both know that I don't have energy for this fighting and arguing or trying to force my way into other people's, you know? So I just told God to just take care of it for me. This very minute, she was telling me, Ole, oh, resign. You can't resign. You have to be this, you have to be that. The next 10 minutes, she was like, you know what? It's fine. Resign if you want to resign. It's okay. Now, three months later, she's the one thanking God that I resigned. So that is like a testimony that... I feel like God has a way of training his children in these things. We shouldn't assume and say, we shouldn't start being afraid of things that we can just tell God to take care of. So the kind of person I've become by the reason of those trainings and many others i have become the kind of person that if I know God is leading me to do something and someone else is saying something else, I don't even bother to argue. I just tell God to take care of it by themselves. They'll come and meet me that talk. Let's talk about it like this. I'll just be like, God, I five. Thank you. So. Praise is- the Lord. That's just the truth.
0: Please. All right? There's no need to fight. There's no need for conflict across any. Just talk to God about those things and leave them in His hand. Alright? Praise the Lord.